Hey, all you curiosos out there in podcast land. This is Joe Taylor. I just wanted to let you guys know that we've put up a donation button on our website, thecurioso.com. We know that for the past year, we've had the Amazon link on there, and a lot of people have done a lot of their shopping through our link, which gives us a percentage, and that helps maintain the show. Now with this new donation button, there's no middle. It is a direct donation to the Curioso to help pay for bandwidth, to help pay for equipment, to keep the lights on, basically. This show is a labor of love to us. We enjoy doing it immensely. But we do hope you guys can find it in your hearts to help us keep this show going. So go to our page, Curioso.com. Look there on the left. You'll see a big yellow donate button. Click on that and help keep this show going. Thanks, and on to this week's episode. Hi, my name's Dana Mae Scarborough, and I'm a photographer. You can check my stuff out at www.facebook.com slash Dana Mae, that's M-A-E, photography, and you're listening to the Curiosity Podcast. Now Odin, the chief of the gods, who was restless and unstoppable in his pursuit of wisdom, was displeased with the precious meads being hoarded away beneath a mountain. He bent his will towards acquiring it for himself and those he deemed worthy of its powers. I'm Christopher Scarborough. And I'm Joe Taylor. And welcome to the Curioso Podcast. I don't know if it's because it's springy summertime, mm-hmm. and that always kind of reminds me of, of when, when the Ren Fair opens up around here in uh-huh. Maryland, but one of the, the, the things that I love about the Ren Fair is having that first glass of mead of the season. And there's just bees flying around. Stinging you. Well, no, they're all over <laughs> flowers and, you know. Stinging you. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm setting up my garden, you know, so I can, I can have some nice tomatoes and everything. And there's just bees coming around, just pollinating everything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that makes me think about honey. Oh, thank you. you oh, you, you, you mean the, the honey the bees make? Yeah, like in the bear. Okay. In the plastic yeah. bear honey. In the that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> right. So that's what we're talking about today, guys. We're talking about mead. Mead. That's right. And how do you spell it? M E A D. M E A. Hey now. Hey now. The dream is over. No, okay. It comes from the well, originally, I guess it's Germanic. The word mead is, is Germanic. Uh-huh. Um, Old English is meowdu, M-E-O-D-U. Dutch, me. Uh, Old English is mead. And basically all means meadow. Okay. 
And uh, I mean, but I mean, I think most of them are s- pronounced like mid, med, or met, mead, yeah, mead, mm-hmm. yes. Because I looked through that too, yeah, and they're all they're they're. They're all very, very similar yeah. in the way that they that the way that they're written. Mm-hmm. But they just yeah, I think most of them are are, are pronounced med or mead. Okay. So the M E A D E what what I found is Meady. <laughs> right. Meady. <laughs> uh, Fort Meady. <laughs> That's one of our forts here in Maryland. What I found is that it's that, that term came up um, with people using a white wine mm-hmm. that was flavored with honey after the uh, the fermentation process, so they couldn't call it mead per se, mm-hmm. but it is meady. Well, it's it's mead with an e at the end, right? And they're they're using it's. Uh, you can spell it either way. Yes, I, yes, and you, I, you know I've done like quite a bit of research about it, and I found that yes, you can spell it M E A D or M E A D E. Mm-hmm. However, most people spell it M E A D, and right. that is mead, that, and that the is traditional the traditional. Spelling. So basically, you have you have honey, mm-hmm. you have yeast, yep. you have water, mm-hmm. you throw it in some kind of a jug, yeah, shake it up vigorously, uh huh, and it becomes. Mead, not right away. Well, it you takes, know, takes uh, a couple weeks. A couple weeks, yeah. I've yeah. Uh, one of the fastest at home recipes that I found was up to six months mm-hmm. for a good, you know, off the shelf mead. Was it takes six months for it to ferment fully? Well, um, yes, it does. Mm-hmm. However, you can still taste it at that point in time. Yes, yes, and uh, that's what they recommend you, can... you do is to taste it along the way. Yeah, and then there's a whole sort of like at home, uh, you know, filtration process, and you know, so you don't have any of the the leftover bacteria that you know could in fact uh, cause you some stomach pains and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So. And I I also have I want you had mentioned that. The uh, the mead with an e at the end, uh, that that is you know like a a wine that is mulled with spices, okay. And I can get into this a little bit later because yes. we haven't even They're... really fully described what mead is in the history. Apparently, uh, mead can be traced back uh, almost twenty thousand years. That is like that. That's a long time. That's that's a very long time. So apparently, the, the researchers have found that. Before you get started, I just want to mention the modern honeybee can be traced back using mitochondrial DNA sequence analysis Mm -hmm. to just over one million years old when it's separated from its parent species. So that long, Mm -hmm. the honeybee has been gathering nectar. Right. So if we've been doing it for one million years, okay, Mm -hmm. just because 20,000 years ago... Well, this is is the... We have... have you know, we had mead. Well, no, this is just because they found spots where it, it can be dated to 20,000. Not saying that's that's where it started. That's I'm just, just saying where that's, we have records. Exactly. That's that's yeah. where we okay. we found actual I'm just saying mead evidence. has probably existed before that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I would not with, doubt with it. The, with the, the modern honeybee being a million years old. Mm-hmm. All right, go ahead. So some of the, uh, the findings that they, they have 20,000 years ago in Africa uh, where... You know, you had wild, uh, feral honeybees mm-hmm. collecting their their honey and 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 storing it in in their hives, which you know tended to be uh, you know 
fallen logs or hollowed out trees, you know, stuff that you would find lying around and wouldn't necessarily be, you know, out in the open where, where you'd think a bee would put their, their hive. You and know, you know, someplace safe, and you can find them. Yeah, you can find them up in trees and different mm-hmm. different places. You know, yeah. um, I just wanted to mention my son got an old bee's nest from my sister. Mm-hmm. She she uh, works outdoors uh, a lot, mm-hmm. and uh, came across an old bee's nest, gave it to him, and it's just uh, it's really cool, like just to have this nest, like a husk. Um, yeah, 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 and uh, like a beehive husk, and uh, I am totally keeping that sucker. You should, uh, you should. Cut it in half, mm-hmm. like segment it, yeah, and like shellac it, yeah. So you can oh, see the combs. It and is everything go, on the It is going into my museum when Sweet. I create. Absolutely. So in those hollowed out logs and tree limbs and things, that's where they would build their hives, storing their honey for you know the, basically the, the the their future colonies. So that usually happened in the spring and summertime before the rainy season in Africa, which is relatively the same. You the know, rain's down in Africa. <laughs> That's right. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Phil Collins. Mm-hmm. He's the one who did that song, right? Uh, it, or is that, that Foreigner? Or it might be Oingo, Oingo Boingo. I'm no, it wasn't sure. Oingo Boingo. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, that was like their biggest production time for the bees was, you know, the the, the spring season. The all summertime. The flowers yeah. and stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you had the rainy season come, either the, the bees would die hibernate leave whatever what what have you but now there's this this whole you know uh honey comb filled beehive mm-hmm. that now is subjected to torrential downpours and sometimes in these hollowed out logs the water tends to stay there so you would have the honey then your water and in nature, you have naturally occurring yeasts. Well, the thing is, is that, you know, the, there are, there's pollen in, in the honey. Yes. There is, I mean, you don't get it typically unless you have raw honey yeah. that you, that you get from like a naturalist store. Mm-hmm. However, most of the time there's, there's pollen, there's mm-hmm. just, you know, there's wild yeast, um, there's all different kinds of stuff that can be in that honey. Right. That's one of the reasons why you're not allowed to give young children, I think it's, below three years old honey mm-hmm. because they don't have the uh, the immunity system to right. be able to fight off that kind of bacteria that's in the honey. Right, So exactly. it has naturally occurring wild yeast, just mm-hmm. like with a sour beer yeah. that they make. Uh, um, I was going to say <laughs> that we discussed during our lost episode, but it's a lost episode and, and we never episode. aired <laughs> that one. And that one really sucks when we talked about the uh, the... The Trappist. The trap. When we talked about the Trappist beards and the mm-hmm. and beards, the Trappist beards and beers, mm-hmm. and the uh, you know, the fermentation process. The fermentation process. Thank right. you very much, Joe. I am so <laughs> on point tonight. I know you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you would have this naturally occurring process where you had, you know, a sugary sweet substance, yeast. Which what it what do yeast eat? You know, it's it's all sugar, that. Sugar. Yeah. Yeah. Sugars. So you had this naturally occurring process, water, honey, yeast, and time. You had several months of the rainy season where basically this, this liquid is just sitting in this, you know, hollowed, a out, hollowed stump, out tree log, yeah. a rock, mm-hmm. wherever the bees had had their, their hive. So some of the indigenous people, the, the tribes, they knew about honey, mm-hmm. you know. So they would go out and gather honey like they would, you know, uh, leaves and animals and, you know, for... For the tribe itself. 
So one of the things they found was that when they were getting the honey, the, either the fresh honey from the spring season or finding these old hollowed out, you know, husks, the, the liquid that was in, in the, you know, the logs and stuff, it got them messed up. It got them drunk. Yeah. Yeah. It was this absolutely. sweet, alcoholic, natural occurring, uh, well, not natural occurring. I mean, there was a whole process oh, involved. Oh, yeah, but it's totally naturally occurring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they found out that, wow, this is something that we can replicate. We just found this in the tree stump, and it apparently is the nectar of the gods. Eggs. Someone left it here for us to drink it. <laughs> right, mm-hmm. and they drank all of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I also wanted to mention that when we started cultivating bees, okay, mm-hmm. now this might just be like a like a coincidental, okay, right. but when we started cultivating bees, one of the things that we also did, um, you have, you basically have a little tiny capsule, you have all the, the, the comb, mm-hmm. right? Little tiny capsules that are encased in wax. Right. So if the bees either die off or they leave or they get rained out, mm-hmm. okay, and they take off, you have these little tiny capsules that turn into alcohol. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because they have the yeast and they have the, you know, mm-hmm. and they have the honey. Now, what we used to do when we cultivated it, you would, you would take the honeycomb, you would squeeze it to, to pop the wax off mm-hmm. and you would squeeze all the honey out. You would collect all the honey right. and you would have that. Now, uh, once you had the honey, uh, we used the honey to sweeten things because right. at that point in time, we didn't have sugar cane. We didn't really mm-hmm. know much about beet sugar we didn't really use those kind of things yet you know right, right. Uh, so everything honey, was sour and bitter yeah and we really <laughs> honey was the only way we we were able to sweeten things for right. thousands of years oh yeah so basically what they would do to get the rest of the honey out of the comb the leftover honey that was kind of just in there they would wash out the comb with warm water the honey mm. the honeycomb with warm water yeah so after washing it out with warm water you had the uh, like a warm like a water infused with honey like a like a, almost like a simple syrup exactly yeah now typically they would sit that off to the side and that wouldn't be used and that is what turned into mead oh and, so they and would that's just ferment the 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 honey, honey water. water yeah and that's huh. how that's how people started really making mead mead wine you know that that sort of thing mm-hmm. and we're, we're going to get into that too because a lot of people they don't they don't know whether mead is beer Ah. Uh, or is mead wine. Or yeah. Because yeah. a lot of people think that mead is beer because you you, you hear about uh people during the Middle Ages, mm-hmm. you know, uh during the Renaissance and they're drinking mead. The old flagon of mead. Exactly. Right. So you can't think of, you know, you know, some old scruffy guy, you know, dragging a sword behind him that he's going to be drinking, you know, a a, a flagon of wine. You think <laughs> of him drag drinking a flagon of ale or or some kind of beer. Right. Grog, ale. Yeah, well with like pirates yeah. you have grog, you know, yeah. and we'll we'll eventually get more to, manly. we'll get to the rum episode joe yeah, geez but... don't mess them up with grog just yet <laughs> holy smokes so um so uh you know you would have this you know this mead stuff and they would they would drink it but really it is one of the first wines yeah. before we actually started fermenting grapes yeah because grapes have a ton of sugar in it mm-hmm. and we started learning how to ferment that and we had the vineyards and of course we all know italy being uh, one of the largest, you know, producers producers of, mm-hmm. of grapes, you know, w- which is why Italian wines are so famous. Yeah. You know, yeah. of course, you know, California is making its way up and you have French wines too yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. They all have vineyards. Australia and, and, has a really good wine, mm-hmm. wine country Yeah, exactly. Area. And yeah. they have 
all of these places can support that, you know, that that kind of those grapes. Yeah. However, with mead, bees make honey everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Everywhere. Everywhere. All over Europe. You mm-hmm. know, uh, you know, uh, uh, Germany, France, uh, here in the United States. Yeah. From, everywhere. From colder climates all the way down to, you know, hot tropical climates. You'll exactly. have bees. Yeah. I mean, Canada, you know, everywhere, mm-hmm. you know. So, uh, consequently, mead was able to be made all over the world as yeah. long as we still have bees. Right. Because that is one of the things that I know <laughs> has been going around, yeah. to, you know, worrying about the bees. Mm-hmm. So. All right. So, for this episode, we thought it would be fun to actually have some mead. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kind of like we did in our Applejack episode. So what we, we oh so long ago that was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've had a lot of people asking us to do another alcohol episode, and ladies and gentlemen, here you go. This is it. Hmm. So today we have some uh, Baron Jaeger, which mm-hmm. is the bear hunter, and we'll, we'll we'll get into that a little bit later. You want to? Do I'm just that? doing names right now. Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll actually get into specifics. Um, we actually have some medieval mead. Mm-hmm. And now the, the, um, the medieval mead is made by Linganore Wineries, okay? Uh, and that is also Linganore Wineries and Berry Wine Plantations. They are one, uh, one company, one vineyard. And uh, the first time that I ever had it was when I went to the Renaissance Festival, uh, the Maryland Renaissance Festival, which has been going, I think, since 1985. I've been going ever since I was a child. Uh, Of course, when I became of drinking age, I tried mead there for the very first time. And it was absolutely delicious. It's this honey flavored wine and there, there's no grapes there's not a lot of sourness it's all beautiful but we're gonna we're gonna pop it open and we're gonna have a little bit um we also have some honey liqueur which and this this is stuff is called virtias mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. this um what last month we had mentioned in our mushrooms episode if you yes. listen to that one we had talked about going to the lithuanian festival yes uh joe and i both did go to the lithuanian festival and they were selling vircha now vircha is a lithuanian uh well it's really like an american lithuanian tradition yes yes but kind of like fortune cookies are are a, you know a, a san chi- francisco treat yeah whether well, a chinese american yes invention yes. vircha is and we're going to get more into that later and then, last but not least, we have a an ale that's brewed with honey. Okay. Okay. And, and this is a braggart. Oh, a braggart. Yes. You are a braggart, sir. I not, know. Not a braggart. A braggart. No, a braggart. And this is by a company called Weierbacher, Uh and this one is called a sixteen, a dark braggart ale. And we'll get into that too. So. Let's start off, what we're going to do is we're going to go kind of back and forth. We'll do a little bit of information, then we'll do a tasting, kind of talk about it, and then a little bit more information, just to kind of, you know, mix it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Very excited. Okay, so up first, we're going to try the traditional medieval mead okay now this is just a uh, a, a semi-sweet honey wine Mm -hmm. this is the wine well you say it's semi-sweet i've had it before and i know it is fairly sweet no but there there are 
three different degrees of your standard mead wine. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of like chocolates. You know, it's okay. you have you have your dry, your semi sweet, and then your sweet. Gotcha. So, uh, and this is middle of the road, middle of the road. You know, semi sweet. So All it's, right. uh So I just want to mention. So it's kind of uh, it's got a yellow color, just mm-hmm. like Honeywood. Yeah. It, it definitely like uh, the texture is kind of kind of like a wine. I mean, it's you know got a little bit of viscosity, but it's you it know, looks kind like of a watery. white. It looks mm-hmm. like a white wine. Yeah. All right. Let's uh let's give it a shot. Oh, the honey just hits you on the back of your palate. <laughs> it's but it's buttery. It is. It is buttery. very buttery. Kind of. I I have. It's kind of like some notes of some apples mm-hmm. a little bit. You mm-hmm. know. But the honey just hits you right in the back of the throat. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. It is beautiful. Now, is this... It's already hitting my tongue. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you that. So I have a question for you, Joe. This is not a sparkling wine. No. No, this is not. However, some meads can be done uh, in a, in the sparkling fashion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically, you know, by just what? Uh, taking and capping it and letting it letting it sparkle up. Yeah. Um, this one is just like a, a flat wine. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's I mean, like I said, it's... It, very much like a sweet white wine. Oh, this is awesome. Yeah, it's I mean it's very, very good. It's 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 a little sweet for my taste for wine. Really? You know, I, I like dry wines. Like yeah, Shiraz's I can't, and yeah. stuff like that. It like, just dries my tongue out and makes it want to fall off. <laughs> it just makes me want to drink more. <laughs> you know. <laughs> this is like, oh, this would be great after, you know, uh you know, or during a piece of cheesecake or something very rich and sweet and kind of complements that Mm -hmm. you know or even uh some barbecues you know where it has a hint of sweet but kind Mm -hmm. of spicy maybe a curry would be good with this you know oh could you like imagine uh making like a barbecue sauce with some mead Oh hell yeah! Like mead barbecue sauce. Hell yeah! Oh man, you know how you awesome. have like a honey barbecue honey sauce. Honey barbecue sauce. Yeah, but use with, honey wine. But use meat. Yeah, that mm-hmm. would be amazing. Yeah. All right, all right, uh, curiosos, get on that. <laughs> Send us a bottle of it. <laughs> right. Of mead barbecue sauce. <laughs> all right. So, in the timeline, the master timeline of mead, somewhere around 1300 AD is when Marco Polo returned from the Spice Islands, and he brought back cane sugar. And in doing so, the already kind of pricey cost for honey, because it's a big operation. You mm-hmm. know, if you have one or two little little hives on your, on your plot of land, that's enough to sustain possibly your family. Yeah. Maybe your neighbor. You can't have a whole industry based on a couple little hives or colonies. So when he brought back the sugarcane, it was a lot cheaper, you know, and it, it it was able to be grown there and shipped and other stuff. So it was it was a a cheaper substitute for for sweeteners a, than a sweetener. honey. Yeah, yeah. In that time, mead production pretty much declined, you know, and, and it kind of happened all throughout the world too. India. About 1700s, it started to die off because they were into the spice route and everything. 1500s in, in China and in Europe about 500 years ago is where you kind of see that real dip in, in meat production and just people wanting it, you know. the Well, and plus, you know, you, you had, uh, you know, people started bottling, you know, um, you know, that, uh, you know, that grape juice plus, you know what I mean? They, plus. They, they started bottling, you know. They started bottling wine and, yeah. and, and taking it places, you know. So, you know, mead, you know, 
we just didn't produce it as much. Right. You know, it just didn't, it just didn't happen. However, mead was sustained uh, throughout most of the European monasteries. The tradition of making, making mead was, you know, pretty solid thing for, for monks to do. You know, they knew they could harvest bees. They knew they could keep bees. They knew they could produce something with the bees, namely mead and candles. Oh yeah, beeswax candles. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that is uh, that is probably one reason why you know we we kept bees around for so long yeah. before we could make paraffin wax. Mm-hmm. You had uh, beeswax candles. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and because you know the usually monasteries had a decent chunk of land which could be devoted to fruits and vegetables and bees. Sometimes uh, some monasteries would would have uh, barley and hops. So they would be monasteries that produce, you know, ales and beers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it was kind of cool that they, they kept that tradition alive throughout the kind of, you know, dive in, uh, in mead production and, and uh, demand in Europe. So one of the other reasons that we were talking about how mead really dipped in popularity mm-hmm. was uh, because of urbanization. Yeah. People started stopped being farmers and started moving to cities. Yeah. So you didn't have that you know, you didn't have a farm that you had bees on and you could just make your own meat all the time. Right. Or travel so, to, you know, a couple of miles down the road to your neighbor's big farm and get, mm-hmm. you know, a, a little carafe or a ceramic bowl full of honey to go make mead with. Yeah. So it just, you know, but it 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 is coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Mead production has, and we were just listening to a little NPR article about it. Yeah, where we found out in I believe it said seventeen states. Mm-hmm. Um, that that it's a few years old, but it was seventeen states. There's now meaderies. Yeah, in each one of those, the people that produce mead. Um, Apparently, one of the one of the uh, uh, most well respected in the states, at least, is uh, a company in, in Boulder, Colorado. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I, there's one in Alaska, which mm-hmm. I, that's awesome because hey, I mean, there's bees up there in Alaska, Joe. I know, I know. I mean, Alaskan bees. You got you know uh, whales and bees up there, mm-hmm. and polar bears and <laughs> walruses, <laughs> right? <laughs> but yeah, there are a bunch of, and it's very much like the artisan beer thing that's happening in the past, yeah. you know, five ten years, where it's slowly getting, you know, you know, not not good. They're not all good, mm-hmm. but it's a popular thing to pop open a, a brand new little indie uh, micro brew company and make your own beer. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with the mead stuff. You to know? make your own mead wine. Now, yeah. we had discussed a little bit about uh, about mead wine and the mm-hmm. difference between M-E-A-D mead and M-E-A-D-E mead. Mm-hmm. And you had said that a lot of people, uh, if they're making a regular wine right. and then spice it with honey and other spices. No, 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 no. That's different. The M-E-A-D-E only entails a white wine that is honey or So a white flavor, grape wine. Yeah, a white right, wine. That has been flavored and with honey. with honey. After the regular fermentation. wine fermentation process. Yes. That would what people were labeling as labeling as M E A D E mead, and I understand that. But you can call regular mead and put an e at the end. That okay. is that it is true. However, most people do not do that. Right, right. I was also wondering why all of my Google searches when I was <laughs> typing in M A E D E. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, M E A D E 
why it was not coming up. So, because mm-hmm. I was like, mead has an E on the end, right? Because right. it's old English. Right. It's, it's ye old shoppy that's selling ye old meaty. <laughs> right. And I couldn't figure out why nothing was coming up. And I found out why, because I was spelling it improperly. Ah. Um, but that's okay. But I also found out that what it is called when you have a, a regular wine mm-hmm. and then you spice it, that is a hippocras. Right. Now... Also, uh, I, Joe, I've been making you watch Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. In the Game of Thrones books, they mention Hippocras quite a bit. Right. Okay? And it's a just a mulled, basically like a mulled wine that they take and they spice. I thought and, mulling meant that it was heated. Well, yes. Okay, because if, you know... Well, any, you, you can impart the flavor without heat, absolutely. But, right, but I thought but the process par- of mulling was to heat something. You know, like you have, uh, during Christmas, you have mulled cider. You, ha- you have your is, mulled cider. Which and is a you hot can, cider. Yeah, and you all, you have uh, wasil. Right, which and, is and a things hot like that. wasil. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but my, my point is, is that when you take, when you take, uh, when you take the wine and then you, 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 Put honey into it to sweeten it. Mm-hmm. You put spices into it to, to give it extra flavor, so it's not so dry or or what have you. Right. That is called a hippocras. And also, if you just spice your mead, that would be a methaglin. Oh, yes. A name I didn't hear before. Sometimes with ginger or tea, orange peel, nutmeg, coriander, vanilla. Mm-hmm. That there is a whole sub list of, of different of, kinds yeah. of meads and it, it goes with the like the ale thing we were talking about mm-hmm. um you can have you know uh, a white ale or a light ale or a brown ale or a dark you can have so many different things you can have a spiced ale you have this ale da, da, da. it's the same thing with mead mm-hmm. so you have the the methaglin like i said it's, it's the spiced spiced ale a or a spiced mead a spiced mead sorry a mellow mel is a mead with fruits added. Okay. So, uh, like, you have a sisser, which is mead with apples. Okay. Which is a melomel. You have a piment, which is a melomel mead with grapes. Mm-hmm. You have a... Now, what, what's... The, I'm sure you're going to get to this, but there's got to be one with raisins, right? Because... Uh, I didn't... There's... There's an exhaustive list. Because raisins are one of the things that people have a tendency to add to mead a lot. But you know why, though? Is that the honey, yes, there is a lot of sugars in mm -hmm. the honey. But the raisins take longer to break down. Mm -hmm. And if you use raisins, it's basically concentrated sugars. So it gives the, once once the yeast have eaten up all the sugar in the honey, they have a little bit more to eat up because the raisins break down and then... Uh, it gets a little stronger, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's a two-step process, basically. Yeah. You know, you have your your honey, which is your right away food. They, the the yeast kick back up again, exactly. Right? And yeah. then the raisins that's your that's your your next week, your 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 you know, booster meal. rocket, <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's your secondary rocket. Yeah, and and yeah, that's why they most people add the raisins to uh, a mead recipe. Well, I just wanted to mention we were talking about hippocras, and the reason why I wanted to mention it, a hippocras is actually named. After uh, Hippocrates, mm. uh, and it was. I was going to ask you about Hippocrates. Yes, yes it is. Uh, it's Hippocrates. Uh, he it's it's he basically liked, you know, this kind of 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 wine mm-hmm. spiced with honey, 
and uh, it was just it was passed down through some of the books that he had written, mm-hmm. and it was it's basically a bastardization of his name, oh, okay. and that is why it's called a Hippocrates. And to this day, it is you know it's still, still called termed. A yeah, nice, nice. So pretty much uh, with with the the millimels I was telling you about, uh-huh. anything, anything like fruit related uh, has its own unique name. Uh, there's even one that's uh, Acerglin. Which is maple syrup. Oh, that sounds awesome. It sounds really good. So it's honey, honey and, maple and maple syrup. syrup. Wow. That's, <laughs> yeah. I'm making that. I'm, so, I'm making it that later <laughs> on this summer. Right. Uh, and like I said, if you look up the list of, of uh, mead breakdowns, it's pretty extensive and what you can do and what you can make. And it goes, it, it's very much like our Applejack. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of our favorite favorite drinks here on the Curioso is, is Applejack. And it goes well with so many things, and it can be substituted. Mixed very, very yeah. well with, with every, everything. Yeah, because it's, you know, it's smooth and it, it's flavorful. And, and mead is very, very much like that. You know, some, uh, some of the alcohol contents can be low or high, depending on what you're looking for. But the taste... It's not harsh and astringent like a like a vodka or a, a scotch or a rum, you know. Mm-hmm. And and there are some mellower rums and scotches and and liquors, and the same with with wines, the whole spectrum. But I think one of the fun things about mead is that I could make it right here in my you know living room. And I have to be honest with you, Joe. I have made mead before, mm-hmm. and uh, I I found a recipe online. It was called. Ancient orange mm-hmm. mead. I found it and I made it. Ancient orange. Ancient orange. Orange. Yes. Ancient orange. Yes. Orange. Yeah, like the fruit. <laughs> I've never heard of a fruit called an orange. An orange. Okay. It's orange in color. It tastes citrusy. <laughs> <laughs> you mean orange? That's what I said. Okay. All right. Yeah. As long as so we're on the same page. Yeah. It's called of. ancient orange. Okay. So you you basically you take honey uh, and you peel the the fruit. Mm-hmm. You throw the orange peel inside. Okay. Okay. You take you take a, a you know you can put raisins in it. You can put I mean there's different things that you can do just right. to tailor it. That's its mainly meal. a yeast food source. The uh-huh. raisins. Yep. Yes. Uh, clove. A little bit of clove. Okay. okay? Which is, I know is our absolute favorite uh, fragrance. Oh, yeah. You and I both like hate clove. Oh yeah, we. Hate but it. with with honey. Clove and honey do very much go well together. And that's why a lot of people do that with, you know, hams for Christmases and exactly. stuff like that, is yeah. the clove and honey. As long as you use it sparingly, it's mm. okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, then uh, what you what I take is regular Fleischmann's bread yeast. Uh-huh. I, cut, I open up the top. I dump it in. I close it. I put a, uh, a, uh, a lock on it. Mm-hmm. A, what's it called? Um... A vapor lock. Oh, okay, yeah. So it allows gases out. So it allows the gases out, Mm -hmm. okay? I put it downstairs, and I let it go for three, four, five weeks. Okay. Okay? Uh, I'll taste it, and then try, you know, try it again. Now, I've, like I said, I've done this, I think I've made mead three or four different times, Mm -hmm. and every time it's come out delicious. Uh, When we had decided to do the mead episode, Mm -hmm. did not have enough time to make one. So we're we're doing this store-bought mead, which I'm not, you know... I, I, I am a fan of, yeah. but I would very much like to have had our own homebrewed meat. And in fact, I called around to a few friends of mine that work at the Renaissance Festival that <laughs> do, uh, you know, uh, Casey, hi, how you doing? If you <laughs> listen to the episode uh, to see if any of them brewed meat, maybe we could get a little bit. Maybe they could come on the episode and none of them, none of them did. 
Right, right. So, uh, but since we're talking about the Maryland Renaissance Festival once again, uh, <laughs> Joe, I want to make a cocktail that I tried for the very first time over at the Renaissance Festival. Can you grab my cider? Mm-hmm. So, Joe, here I have a uh, delicious uh, cider mm-hmm. uh, that I picked up uh, on the way over. And uh, here is some of our medieval mead that we've been drinking. I'm going to pour it in there. Okay. And it, here it's fizzing up a little bit. So uh, since the mead is not doesn't have any fizz to it, okay, mm-hmm. this A gives it a little bit of fizz, gives it some extra mouthfeel. Uh-huh. And then you also have the apple cider. Okay. So you have the cider and the honey together. And this is one of my favorite drinks that they serve at the Maryland Renaissance Fair. Mm. Uh, and it is called a bee sting. Oh, So it's nice. basically a, a wine and beer cocktail together. Nice, so. nice. Okay. Well, and I chose... Um, Ooh, it's great. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, I've got the, the regular medieval mead. And I mixed it with a little bit of pineapple juice. Okay. So it's not technically a melomel. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, it's a melomel cocktail. Gotcha. Okay? It's a mead cocktail. Honey and pineapple. How, mm. how is that? It's pretty good. Really? It's pretty good, yeah. I kind of like it. It actually, um, you know, uh, most of the, the bottled pineapple juices can be a little acidic, mm-hmm. you know, so that little bit of mead kind of kicks down that acid, you know, flavor in your gotcha. mouth. Gotcha, yeah. So it has a nice little sweetness to it, and it, it's actually pretty good. I mean, we're not... You know, full glasses. We're only doing little tastings. Yeah. Well, we're trying to not quite get drunk, mm. which is which is hard when everything tastes so delicious like honey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So in 1865, an Austrian by the name of Major Francisco de Harushka, okay, invented the first centrifugal, so a centrifuge. Gotcha. Honey extraction device. So it spun it around, so the honey went flying all over everyone? Is that the idea? <laughs> yes. Just went, like he put it in the town square? Yeah. And everyone it's was covered in honey? Times. It's honey fun it just, times. It sounds a little, <laughs> sounds a little sticky, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, it was, it was to extract all the honey without all of the excess squeezing. Manhandling? <laughs> right, yeah. you know, uh, to get the most honey out of the comb without any extra effort. And legend has it that he got the idea by watching his son swing a bucket of honey around his head. So it's like, you know, I, I, I used to do that stuff when I was little. You know, a bucket oh, yeah, of honey whip it around my head. You're like, oh, guess who's going to get the honey in the face? <laughs> woo, woo, guess who's going to get the honey? I think you're actually getting a bucket in your face before you would get honey <laughs> in your face. Either way, it's funny for me. <laughs> bucket of honey. So, yeah, it, it basically, was a, it was a device that spun, siphoned out the honey, and you had, you know, honey in one thing and the husk, the, the beeswax, mm-hmm. in the other. And relatively cleaned out of, of all the, the goodness. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it made it easier to, to produce, or, you know, uh, use both products, because now you had a simple, quick way to get both. So, Christopher, apparently there's an, there's an old Norse custom, mm-hmm. the, the, the Vikings, where mead was a gift that was bestowed by the father of the bride. To, really? To a newly married couple. 
And he would give them pretty much enough to last through the next moon cycle, mm-hmm. about a month, about a month for, for the moon to make a full cycle. And that's where we get the term honeymoon. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Oh. We get a lot of our, our of our things from, from the Norse or the, the, the Vikings. The Nords? Uh, like, um, Sorry, I Berserker? just recently started playing Skyrim a little bit again. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, like uh, Berserker. Mm-hmm. I, I always say it that way. Berserker. Berserker. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's you know, bear, uh, was it bear chest? You know, because mm-hmm. it was the, the, either they were... The pelts. Yes, yeah. the bear pelts. So that's where we get that name. And this is where we get Honeymoon. That is, uh, that is awesome. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine, you know, the father of the bride giving you uh, a month's supply of mead? Yes, I can. <laughs> yes, I can. Yes, I can. Where Absolutely. is it? Yeah. So up next on the tasting, we've got a honey liqueur. Mm-hmm. Now, this is, it is not quite a mead, okay? Right. But here's the thing, is that it's just like when we were doing the origami episode, uh-huh. and then we talked about silhouettes, which okay. is my favorite part of that episode, by <laughs> yeah, the way. that is probably yeah. the best part of that episode. So, <laughs> um, we're probably not going to get back around to talking about honey for a while. Right. So, we're going to branch into a few other things. We will still discuss mead, but mm-hmm. this is a honey liqueur. Now, uh, it's it's vircha. Now, vircha mm-hmm. is a Lithuanian, it's a Lithuanian drink. Right. Okay. Now, um, so this is more akin to a vodka or a scotch. It, it is a high proof. It's it's yes, it's liquor. It's maybe a, more like a schnapps or a cordial. Okay. 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 Um, well, yes, the, the sweetness. Yeah. Yeah, with the, with the sweetness. Now, uh, it's it's very very similar to a a Polish uh, a Polish drink, and uh, that is called Krupnikas. Now, okay. Krupnikas is the Polish version of this. Okay. Okay. So you have the Polish version. It's all those Baltic states. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So Krupnikas is the is the Polish version. This is the um, this is the Lithuanian uh, Lithuanian American version. Okay. okay? Now, basically, um, there, there's a whole huge story and like kind of like a little bit of a mystery going on mm-hmm. around how it 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 became you know to be the uh, Virtia. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, um, it is mainly a Baltimorean uh, drink. Okay. And you would think, well, didn't that come from the old country? And it probably did, but the name specifically, oh, uh, Vircha, means to boil or to simmer. Okay. Okay. So it's it's uh, you know it's basically to to cook. So it's kind of like it's almost like what we had discussed and talked about uh, Hippocrates, mm-hmm. or we or actually more probably more akin to a mulling. Ah yes, right. Not, not like a, a not not a bear mulling. No, a, a mold, like a mulled wine. M U L exactly. Yeah. Mold. So so this is like a, a mulling or a wasal or something like that, where uh-huh. you would take you would take uh, your like grain alcohol. Mm-hmm. You throw in tons of spices. You throw in honey. Some and, sweetener. Yeah. Yeah, and you you boil it all uh, just enough to get uh, everything to go together. Okay. Okay. So would it be like a reduction? 
Yeah, that's kind of what you're doing with the wine and the. I'm, I'm sorry, with the honey and the and the and you're reducing the water the and you reduce moisture. you reduce it down. Okay. Yeah, to to get the flavor to go down, mm-hmm. and and then you throw in the liquor and you keep it going just a little bit, just enough to 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 kind of mix it all together. Uh-huh. Then you bottle it and you let it sit for a few months. Okay, and then you go to the Lithuanian Hall in Baltimore for the Lithuanian <laughs> Festival, and yeah. that's when you buy it. <laughs> right. And that's what we did. However, it's so <laughs> delicious that I I want to I want to do it again, but. Uh, there was a our city paper mm-hmm. had a story on it that I found from 2005, and then I found like another blog post about it where uh, they had mentioned you know coming up to Grandma's house because she's making some vertjas, uh-huh. uh, which it isn't vertjas, it's vertja. Vertja. Yeah, but uh, they were bastardizing the bastard bastardizing. They were bastardizing. <laughs> they were messing the, it up. Yeah, they were messing up the name. <laughs> I got some mead tongue going on. Right. <laughs> that honey tongue of mine. Uh-huh. Uh, so, you know, but basically, like the, like I said, there was this whole, you know, confusion about it. Is it Krupnikas? Is it, you know, Virtus? Is, is that? So, but pretty much, like we were saying earlier, have bees, have honey, we'll get drunk. Exactly. So that's what we have here. We have Virtia. And the traditional, I don't know if I've mentioned this, the reason why we wanted to go was to the Lithuanian festival mm-hmm. was because we were doing the mushrooms episode. Yes. We found this awesome honey liqueur, Virtia. Mm-hmm. Um, I am partially Lithuanian. That's right. Okay. So I can say this, um, Joe, Isavetka. That is the traditional... Traditional uh, uh, salute, salute, yeah, is uh, Isavetka. So here we go. This now I mean, it smells like alcohol. Yeah. Now <laughs> just just take us just take a sip. You don't have to down it. Oh, Whew. that is that is spiced. Very spiced. It's still warm, smooth. warm, like almost like Red Hot's warm. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It de- yeah. It, very much like Red Hot's. Um, but you have you definitely have the honey. Mm. You have like all just so much flavor. Wow. And uh we're from here on out, we are probably going to get a lot sloppier. <laughs> Sweet. So but um here's the one thing that I wanted to mention. I, and I found this on a on a blog post. Uh someone was going around and they were trying to find out what the name is and why. And and you know, there was a place called um there was a place called Mum's Bar, Mom's. Oh yeah, you yeah. know, and oh, it's they, Mums. Yeah, and they, they 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 served this back behind the bar. And they served it at a few other places called Max's and, and a few other places okay. um, and uh, around Baltimore. And they didn't really serve it anywhere else. And this was home-brewed stuff. Right. So if you're if you're like of Lithuanian descent, you go in, this is what you get. This is like the moonshine of the Appalachians. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So, uh, but I wanted to, I wanted specifically to read this quote to you on this blog post. It's it's awesome. It's called Your Neighborhood Librarian. Mm-hmm. Virtus, uh was a is it was a golden liquor uh it is in an unlabeled bottle that max from the guys down the lithuanian that max bought from the guys down the lithuanian hall and that's where we got ours and you couldn't always get it he served it in tiny shot glasses and if you knew what you were doing you sipped it right Mm -hmm. because we both know that now yeah because it tasted like fields of flowers warmed by the sun and also like you were probably going to get lucky in about a minute (laughs) it's luscious like sex and christmas all wrapped into one oh that's a good one isn't it i know that's why i had to read that one to you wow yes it and that's exactly what this tastes like it's it's so it's hot like cinnamon it's it's luscious it's mm-hmm. got such a good mouthfeel. It has that that sort of buttery, like, mead undertone. Exactly, you know? yeah. 
I, and but I, with like that very high alcohol content <laughs> of, of <laughs> like a yeah a, of like a schnapps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I when I was at the Lithuanian festival, I kind of felt that way. Yeah. Like I was gonna get lucky in a minute. Yeah, you know, it's it a just, lot of hot Lithuanian girls. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> They also had a, a, a different kind of liquor that I, I'm not even sure if I know what it, what it was called, but I, I definitely got a cup of it. And it was it's basically they take a whole bunch of honey and and sugar and different things, and mm-hmm. then they put b- normal bread in it instead of putting mm. yeast. They just take bread, they put it in there, and the yeast that's left over in the bread is what ferments it. Oh wow! And that that was awesome. And I wish I would have researched that a little bit, huh. but I didn't because it's that it's not a a, according to Hoyle, mead. Yeah, it's not right. a, not a mead. Even though gotcha. this this uh, virtue is not either. Yeah, but so. it's it's kind of like um, uh, a cognac. You mm-hmm. know, uh, yeah. a cognac is it was once a wine. Yeah, but it's been distilled and fermented long enough to become a liquor. Yeah, so it's very similar. So you could probably do that with isn't a mead. that brandy as well. Uh, yes, brandy was also wine that that's distilled. Brandy and cognac, but they're mm-hmm. like two different. It's two different I think it's two, two different, different branches of the same tree. Two different kinds of wine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know it's kind of funny that we're like doing different things that aren't, you know, um, specifically mead, but I wanted, I really wanted to do this because there's, I mean, there's all these meads out that are that are like micro brews. You know what I mean? They're micro-brewed mead wines. But this 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 stuff is you still have the honey, you still have the alcohol content, and it's just it's just freaking delicious. Well, you know? it, it gives you a different, you know, you can kind of pick and choose nowadays, you know. Mm-hmm. There's not just one mead. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, like you were saying, there's... of course we could only get our hands on one mead. You well, know, yeah, when, you know, our local store our... only sold the one. Yeah, and which it is... it's a good one at least. Yeah, it is yeah. a good one, and it is brewed here. In, you know, it's made here in Mar- Maryland, uh, Mount Airy, Maryland, mm-hmm. and it, it is a quality, quality mead. Have you had? And this might be going off topic, but have you had some of the other Linganore wines? Yeah, yeah. They make like a strawberry wine and a mm-hmm. blueberry wine. Their skipjack is really good. Yeah, but like their blueberry. Oh, <laughs> you're crazy about the blueberry. Like huh? I'll grab like a blueberry wine and a bottle of mead, and Dana and I will watch a movie on a Friday night. Nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Put Sammy to bed, and boom, we're we're that you know a little bit of popcorn. We're good to go. All right. So up next on the agenda. We have a Weyerbacher. It's This is a dark braggart ale. And remember what I said about the braggart? Yeah, you had mentioned it, but you didn't You didn't really tell me. So uh, is, you're going to have to tell me now. It is a mead. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Oh, God. I just got a whiff of the <laughs> smell. It's awesome. It is a mead that is traditionally brewed with hops or malt. Okay, so a it, braggart is. That's what a braggart is. Oh. And this is a dark braggart A, a braggart. Braggart. Uh, sorry, braggart. Yeah. A braggart. I keep on calling you a <laughs> I braggart. Know, yeah. I know. It's such an easy word to say. This is, smells great. I'm, Doesn't I'm it? dying to I'm dying to taste yeah, it. Give Are it we a going shot. for it? Okay. Yeah. All right. Freddie Mercury. <laughs> you want to explain that now? <laughs> I'm not going to explain it. <laughs> you should, you're going to have to explain that one day. Wow, this is really really good. This is amazing. Oh, it has like a like a that musky honey smell, and that musky like the like a like a dark honey. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. like one like 
there are some honeys that you can get that are darker because mm-hmm. they're they're you know say different types of you have the orange blossom honeys you have the clove clove honeys right it also goes uh, on, you know, on the the golden scale exactly yeah yeah yeah, well, yeah and you can you can get it's just it's actually when I was in Canada very much like the maple syrup scale exactly you know you, you have your different you know when they do put it through the centrifuge you have the really dark stuff you know mm-hmm. you know kind of like how you have diesel and uh, gasoline and the different <laughs> types of petrol right you have you know different kinds of honey or you know and and this is definitely like a dark flavored honey but I get it, a little bit more honey in the smell yeah you know in the nose than I do you know in in the mouth yeah, it's still very very good though. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not too crazy about sweet beers. Uh huh. But this is a very refreshing beer. It this is. It's a, it a good summertime beer. Mm hmm. And which is weird because it's a dark beer. Mm hmm. It's it's almost like is it a stout? So this it's, is an ale, but it tastes like a a stout almost. It's it's very stouty. Mm hmm. It. Well, look how dark it is. It looks like a stout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it looks like a very, a very, uh, well, a light stout. Mm-hmm. But it's an ale. So I wanted to mention, I put a video up on the show notes. And uh, it's a guy who, whew, I just gleeked all over the microphone. <laughs> so I got popper stoppers yeah. on it. So <laughs> I, I, I put a video on the show notes, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's a guy who makes different kinds of meat. And he usually okay. makes it in his backyard over top of, you know, um, just a campfire. Like, uh-huh. you know, you should probably do. If you're oh, gonna, yeah. If you're, if you're going to go brew camping? it. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. brew it in your backyard or however you do it. So does he use, and, uh, like, fruits? Is he well, making melomel? I'll tell you, in this video, the reason why I put it on, because I thought it was really cool, mm-hmm. he was making a brochet. Oh. And a brochet is a burnt mead. So he takes you. He takes the mead. Mm-hmm. He puts it on there, and he continues to boil it. He continues to boil the you know you know the honey, the sugars, yeah, the sugars until it gets really really dark, and it just ah, continually so gets dark. Caramelizes. Yes, it he first. Ca- basically caramelizes it, then adds the water, then puts it in to his his carboy, which is the very large glass container mm-hmm. that you ha- t- typically wind up making. You know, hun- a fermented a, a, a fermented drink. drink you know, yeah. whether you make beer or or you know wine mead or, or wine yeah. or or what have you and he makes a brochet or a burnt honey mead and i huh. man i would love to try that yeah it sounds like a like a alcoholic creme brulee exactly <laughs> yeah yeah so that it just sounds like a great thing to do and i put that i put that video on there so if you guys make it and you don't want you guys want to send us a you know a 12 flu, fluid ounce bottle uh <laughs> joe will drink six ounces and i will drink six ounces just send as us well. a growler of it yeah you know? or a growler you know <laughs> That'd be nice. however much you guys make you know yeah a case mm-hmm. a keg so we've got one more thing to try in our uh little mead excursion here and this bad boy which has Probably the, one of the coolest caps I've ever seen. It's it's like a like a, a honeybee's yeah. Hive. It's, it's a black honey honeybee hive. Yeah, <laughs> on the very top of it. Awesome, and it's it's called Berenjager. 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 Yeah. And uh, which we all know means bear hunter. Bear hunter. Now you 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 might be a little bit more familiar with Jägermeister. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, another Jäger in the name. Yeah. Jägermeister means master hunter. Yes, that is a you know so it's a it's a it's 
It's another another Jaeger, a different type, but do not confuse Baron Jaeger with Jaeger Meister. No. Jaeger Meister is more of like a, you know, like you were talking about, like a cordial. Yes. Uh, and that is specifically, uh, you're supposed to take that after a large meal to help you digest. The Jaegermeister. That is what it, that's what it hmm. was, that's what it was made for. Hmm. And then, you know, people started daring each other at the bars to take shots of it <laughs> right. as a joke. And uh, Here, someone stick- bought the company and was like, oh, that seems like a really good idea. I'm going to continue, you know, you know, doing that and, you know, putting that image out there. And that's what that's what happened. And that's uh-huh. why Jägermeister exists. But Baron Jaeger is the bear hunter. Yes. And the story behind this, uh, this has been, this actually has been being brewed since about the 1700s. Wow. Yeah. In fact, it might even have the, um, might even, yeah, original recipe from 18th century Germany. Whew. So this is, uh, this has been around for a while. Let me uh, finish this virtus real quick. Yes. Yeah, Baron Jaeger, the whole story behind it is a, a hunter was out in the woods searching to hunt bear but instead of searching and finding the bear he found a a a honey hive a beehive okay uh when he found the beehive he he went to go pull and start collecting the honey when a bear showed up so he hid in the woods hey that's my hive (laughs) (laughs) he hid in the woods while the bear started uh ingesting the honey and apparently it, what, how we had talked about the mead, mm-hmm. how mead was originally created and it was <gasps> started to ferment. Ah. The bear got completely wasted Schnonkered. off of the honey hive, mm-hmm. and it was a very easy catch for the Baron Jaeger. <laughs> nice for the uh, he got the bear and the honey. He got the bear and the honey, and hence you have Baron Jaeger. And this is this is uh, this is why it's existed. Wow. Yeah, I, 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 I love, love that story. Yeah, I love the picture. It's it's like a hunter poised. He's partially obscured by a bush, Mm -hmm. which holds this ginormous, you know, beehive. And the bear, the bear is like, he's, you know, has one. Just a curious. But he has has one foot on a a log. Yeah. Well, why is there one foot on a log? You know, sometimes, you know, the, the, uh, he's poisoning. Like, um. See, but I I think that's supposed to be like, uh, you know, more, uh, a pictograph of like, Honey drips into log. Bear eats, you know, honey drippings, which is fermented, and bear gets drunk. Bear gets drunk, yeah. Because I can't figure out why that log is there. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but it looks like Robin Hood hiding from a bear behind a big, uh, a big uh, beehive. Now, Baron Jaeger also has a few different flavors. They've got uh, now they have like a Baron Jaeger that Ooh. is that is a. Yeah, like a whiskey, you know, like a bourbon. Mm. They've got a few, you know, um, Baron Jaeger pear. They've got a few different kinds of flavors, you know. So, but with that, all that, at least they don't so, have like cotton candy Baron Jaeger oh God, now, you yeah, know, yeah. like like so, Pinnacle or whatever it is. So it's a Mellow Mel. It's not even. It's a liquor. <laughs> it's a honey liqueur is okay, what it yeah, is. Okay, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's very it was, much like the Vircha yes. that, that we just had. It's very much like that, but this is the German style. See, but I, I keep thinking these are these are along the same lines as a brandy or a cognac or, you and know, they, like... And, and they very much are. But, you know, like the... It's got a neutral spirit base. So it's got yes, like a... Yes. Like, um, like just basically like a grain alcohol neutral okay. spirit base. Gotcha. And then they add the, the, the honey to it. 
Okay. At, in the, the afterwards. Whole, after, oh, after they've distilled it. Okay. So okay. it's it's very much a liqueur instead of being a brewed mead spirit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so we we know that it is not mead, but it is a honey flavored alcohol. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're talking about it because you know we we go all encompassing here. You know when well, we discuss it, we we kind of branch out a little bit. And even know? the story is is very similar to the you know some the of the, story of mead some and of the why, mead why it exists. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, let's give this a shot. Not so, not literally like well, this stuff is smells you know, strong. It is very strong. And uh, so Ooh. what's the what's the German uh, salute? What's the German cheers here? Prost. Prost. I don't think you're supposed to roll your R's. In, in Germany, but that's okay. We'll go for it. Mmm. Ooh, that's sweet. Ooh, it's got... Ooh. Why did we do it's this? Good. It's good. Wow. It is very strong. <laughs> it is very... It's, it's very strong. It is super... This Dude, this is like licking a sugar cube. This it's is it's sweet. very sweet, but it's um, it's thick. It is thick. It's a lot thicker than I was... Exp- than I was expecting it to be. Yeah, this is like Aunt Jemima thick. Yeah, this is very... The syrup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it went up my nose. Oh. I can I can taste the honey, but only after you swallow it. Yeah, there's a lot of honey there. You, it's it's um, Do the exhale, and you can feel it through your nose, and you top mm-hmm. your the soft palate. Yeah. Not um not as good as the virtue. I I don't know. Like I mean I'm, I'm the virtue has a nicer spiced. But you get that you yeah you get that. There's a break. You There's get a some, break from the sweetness. Some, some vanilla in yes. the virtue. You yes. get some. You get a lot of cinnamon. Oh and, yeah, yeah. And in this uh, Baron Jaeger, I'm not getting it now. I, I have little, had this before, but there is a little cinnamon in this. Yeah. I've had this before, and, which is why I knew about it. I knew it existed, and I wanted to bring it tonight. But it's, um, I like the virtue a little bit better. You know, okay. I, I could totally see taking, I might throw like a stick of cinnamon mm-hmm. in, that, in that bottle. I could you know, see a little using, bit of vanilla in there. Yeah, I could see using this in, um, in lieu of grenadine. Okay. So anything that. So had, it still has alcohol. Anything with grenadine, uh-huh. that the sweetener. Ooh. I could use this, you know, in lieu of that. You know, and I just have to say, we took that shot non-chilled, just room temperature, but we could have uh, we could have definitely chilled that, and it probably would have brought down the the harsh alcohol that really hit us in the in the grill. Oh, Joe, you brought a little. Syrup bear, a little honey bear. <laughs> a little honey bear. This is our last shot. We're actually going to do a shot of honey. We're just going to do like a straight up shot of honey? <laughs> no. It's going to really. take six minutes to I know. do one shot of honey. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, oh, this honey is actually from uh, Waxahachie, Texas, where one of the um, one of the really well-known uh, mead, meaderies is. Okay. In Texas, yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. I'm going to throw a little bit of that uh, Baron Jaeger into some of this cider and see how that goes. You know, make like kind of a, like a, like a Baron, Baron, Baron Beasting, you know? <laughs> see? I don't beasting know. Baron. I, so oh. let me, let me just ask. While you guys are listening to this. Oh, I'm going to mix it's that. It's pretty with the obvious. Oh, with the stout. Now, that has a name too. What is the name of that? When you mix oh. uh, a beer with the, with the, the, the mead. 
that is a name too, and I can't remember what it is. I don't know. I I've, I get that at the Renaissance Festival sometimes. I, there's one that my friend Jeff uh, he makes all the time. We've done a few uh, cheese and wine parties. Uh huh. And he always makes this thing called serendipity. Okay. Which is mead and I think like a sangria sort of wine, like a seltzery, fizzy kind of wine. Okay. And he mixes that and he usually chops up some some fruit, either grapes or strawberries or whatever, and tosses that in, in mm. with it and mixes it up. Awesome. It is like well, the good. perfect summertime, you know, refreshing drink. It's really, really good. This is way too sweet. <laughs> what I just made <laughs> is way too sweet. So that is with the uh, Weyerbach, <laughs> yeah, the Weyerbach um, and, and Bragget the, Ale, and you, then you mix the uh, you mix the the. We're just mixing all the honey honey yeah. alcohols together. Honey on honey. We're just we're just doing it. I need a bagel. Like seriously, <laughs> I need a bagel because this stuff is so sweet. A burnt a, a burnt bagel. <laughs> You're right with with some cream cheese on <laughs> oh, it. Oh man, something. Oh, something to break the tension on this <laughs> honey binge. Jeez. So as the uh, as the podcast grows longer, we just <laughs> continue to get more drunk and slurry. But uh, you know, I I hope you you all know that our alcohol episodes that we do very much like when we did our Applejack episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just gonna get slurry. Yeah, you know? it's gonna uh, happen. So that's happened uh, this episode. It's yeah. happened uh, Applejack. It's also yeah. happened when we did Haggis. Oh yeah, we, we got a little we got, we got a little, little slap happy on yeah, haggis. Slap yeah. happy pappy on haggis. And that was just from the food. Like <laughs> yeah, the food had whiskey and, had and the like meat. and everything. I had the meat sweats after that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh one th- if you guys have any strange or unique liquors or alcohols out there, beers, liquors, uh tell us about it. Seriously. Like this is the kind of stuff we want to try. I mean we can try all the ales and the this and the that and you know the that's relatively easy to do this you know having an episode about a honey infused or a a a liquor made from honey like mead a wine made from honey yeah that's a unique thing and and that's the stuff we love to hear about and we love to talk really to be quite honest and love to drink yeah and and mead is really Really, probably the first alcohol that, that really existed. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's it's you really didn't have anything before that. Yeah. Mead was probably the first one. Yeah, you know, the first mm. thing that that us, uh, you know, as Homo sapiens, the first alcohol that we ever tried. Right. You know. Right. I mean, sure. Okay, you could Maybe say maple wine. Well, or or, or beer. Yeah, you know, we took a little bit of wheat, we mm-hmm. threw it in, you know, to to hold it in, yeah, you know, but, something. But this you know, was, but this was found. You know what I mean? This was found. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not occurring. cultivated. Well, wheat was found as well. You know, yes. what I mean? but you know, you didn't have enough to to harvest. You know, where where, yeah, it, it, you would probably be gathering honey as opposed to farming mm-hmm. wheat. Right. You right. know. So you know, although you know, I could see us having just a wheat field that you could find, but. Yeah, but I, I think, you know, uh, you have to think 20,000 years ago, possibly longer, possibly, you know, further back, a, a, an indigenous I saw, tribe. I saw between twenty to 40,000 years ago Yeah, is, is about when we started probably drinking mead out of a stump. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So... It's a wide berth, but, you know, still. Yeah, but you have to think that... 
that was readily available. If you knew where to look, you knew the signs, the places where the bees would be, where the logs were, the time of the season, stuff like that. It was there. So why not use it? Uh, and we have tonight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> A bit too much. So mead is just, it's one of the oldest alcoholic drinks that is known to man. Probably the oldest. And, uh, you know, tonight we have partied like it's nine ninety nine, as it said in one of the articles that I read. <laughs> That's right. Uh, you know, we're, we're drinking... Ye old flagon of mead. Well, yeah, just we're we're drinking history right now. You know, we're we're trying different kinds, different I'm pieces. Three of history. glasses of history right now at the same time. You know, just switching back and forth, and <laughs> right, it's making my tongue go wild mm-hmm. with the honey flavor mm-hmm. and the slurring of my s's. I feel kind of sticky. Yeah, I'm I'm a little sticky and a little bit happy. Right. But you know what? Mead is it. It's so old. It's so delicious, uh, and you know you should all go out. Get yourself a nice bottle of mead wherever mm-hmm. you can find it. Yeah. I heard they're making some really good stuff in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. You know, I was listening to an article about that, mm-hmm. reading an article about that, <laughs> and listening to it was right. a podcast. podcast. You know, yes, yeah. is a huge thing. <laughs> it's a that's hu- a good one, Joe. <laughs> it's a huge thing. It's a giant sized man thing. Who have one? Yes, you know. If you don't go to the town over, they exactly. Might have one. They probably will. I heard there's a lot in Northern California. Mm-hmm. Uh, we definitely have one here in Maryland. Yep. You're welcome to make your way here. Yeah. Uh, you know, come, you know, late summer, early fall. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you'll probably see us. And Joe will probably be dressed uh, like... Uh, to the nines as some weirdo. Yeah. Joe will probably be dressed like uh, the Goblin King. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I'm not sure what I'm doing this year. Uh, but I, I know what I am doing. I'm going to get some mead. I'm going to have a bee sting. All right, let's do that. All right, cool. All right, guys, we're out of here. Literally, we're, we're really drunk. Yeah, and until then, or until next time, <laughs> Curiosos, I just want you all to know, you're my honey. <laughs> Why do you got to be so weird? <laughs> Why you got to be oh, so weird? There's another pun I was too yeah. drunk to realize. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Buzz off. <laughs> Good night, guys. Isovetka. Prost. Hey, is there any topics that you want us to cover? Anything that you want to talk to us about or let us know about? Email us, feedback at thecurioso.com. Our Facebook, facebook.com backslash thecuriosopodcast. We tweet at curiosopodcast. And if you have any five-star reviews you'd like to give us on iTunes, please feel free.